A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know Hello, Hello babies. babies. Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. You're you. I had started the last one that way too. I'm it's the me. same day. Yeah. People will be listening to them two weeks apart so they won't remember that we repeated ourselves. Unless you're binging, in which case, welcome. What year is it? Who are you? <laughs> I'm so obsessed with the idea of people listening to this very far in the future. I know. Well, I mean, it does kind of happen where people listen to our first episodes like currently and that's yeah. bizarre. I'm like, what did I sound like back then? What stupid ass things was I saying? <laughs> well, Aaron Judge was just saying, our last guest, Aaron Judge was like, I was just listening to the episode where you're like, oh, I have this new show, Bojack Horseman coming out. I hope people like it. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, spoiler alert, people do. Thank God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did not have a backup plan if that show tanked. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. We're about, I hate, I, people misuse spoiler alert so much. <laughs> Still funny though. Um, my boyfriend showed me a, a Starbucks tweet yesterday that was like, spoiler alert. We've got some surprises in store for you. And it's like, that's the opposite of a spoiler alert. It doesn't even make sense. All your, you're warning me that there are surprises that you're not going to tell me what they are. You're not spoiling anything. Also, what is a surprise? Is it just a pumpkin spice latte? That's not surprising. <laughs> I don't think it is. People make fun of those too much. I, yeah. You guys, we got to, got to reel it back a little. Cause yeah, yeah, it's fine. They're fine. They taste good. I'm sure. They're good. Yeah. They taste like butter. Yeah. Um, speaking of butter, <laughs> I want to talk about great British bake off. Do you want to talk about great British bake off? Always great British baking show, or as they call it in America. I always want to talk about it. I always want to talk it's about it. It's always on my mind. It's the, like, it's to the point where like at get togethers now, I'm like, can we just divide this party up into people who watch <laughs> it and people who don't? Yeah. And the people who don't, what is their problem? Yeah. <laughs> they just don't know about it yet. Do they just not know how to torrent uh, British shows? <laughs> do you, do you try and talk people into watching it? Um, I just say it's, I just try to kind of give them the elevator pitch and then, you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't like to push people into watching stuff because I know that's really irritating. I hate it when people do that to me. What is the, what is your elevator pitch for this show? I say it's a reality cooking competition, but it's not like reality shows in America. It's very gentle. It's very soothing. Yes. There's a lot of footage of lambs frolicking and birds flying and it's, uh, the contestants are very supportive. And to they're each all other. amateurs. Yeah, they're yeah. amateurs. They're very nice. It's fun to watch the cakes. I love the illustrations of the cakes. Oh, yeah. In the showstopper section. And um, Hollywood is um, pretty hot to me. <laughs> I know. It's so gross. I can't believe I like a man with a goatee. I can't believe it. He's such a douche. He's such a douche, which is kind of my type. But yeah, you, he, he is like going for the Anthony Bourdain kind of vibe. Simon Cowell. Simon Cowell, yeah. yeah. He's gotten kind of meaner too. He has. I, what I like to tell people about the show is that I feel like they cast it for people who are extremely humble. Yeah. Like none of the bakers on that show are arrogant or confident at all. Yeah. Like they're all like, oh, I made this garbage for you to eat. I'm sorry. I love <laughs> um, it. And they're all so good. It's so nice. It's so relatable. It's yeah, it is very, it's very relatable. I, I love it so much. I've been watching it so much. They're always like also half the things that they make. Cause it is very, it is just the most British show I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is a Jaffa cake? <laughs> what is this? Half <laughs> the things they make look 
disgusting to yeah, me. They're they like terrible, dry, inedible cakes, just like packed with fruit and nuts. That they, just sound horrible. They had one recently that was like Sprunidel or something. And it was or something like that. And it was just like dumplings that you steam and then you have to dip them in plum sauce. And it's like, <laughs> what is this? Ugh. So many of the shit that so much of the shit they make is so gross. And whenever um, they have like a strange ingredient, Mary Berry is like, oh, I've never had matcha before. Yeah. They're and like, it's very, it's a little spicy for me. There's quite a bit of heat. I've never had seaweed. But I must say <laughs> it's absolutely scrummy. <laughs> there was one where they had like yuzu, which is sort of a citrus flu- fruit that they have in Japan. And both Paul Hollywood and Mary Berry were like, what is this? I was a little, I was disappointed in them for not knowing. Who was it that baked that? Um, I forget. It's on season seven that I'm watching right now. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Is that the one that's airing right now in yes, Britain? Oh, yes. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. It's it's hard to get over here. Yeah. Oh, I have, have but ways. Have you watched the one on Netflix? Um, I've watched season, I think it's five, the first one that aired on Netflix. Yeah. It's like the only one they have on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a good one. It was really good. Um, I... I just finished last night watching season four, which my boyfriend had to like torrent. Yeah. And it was really good. They're all so good. The one that... Season six is really good, too. I think that's... I kind of want to track down and watch the one that aired in America for one season and then oh. got canceled um, because compare it. nobody was watching it. Um, I'm really curious. It was hosted by Jeff Foxworthy. What? And, no. Um, the Wrong. D- no dignity. <laughs> I know. Bizarre. The main thing about that show is Mary Berry has the most dignity. Yeah. I don't... Aside from when she eats because she's a kind of a sloppy eater. She's a sloppy eater, <laughs> which is really funny. It's the opposite of what she should be. Um, I don't mind Jeff Foxworthy as a person, but I wonder... Yeah, it doesn't seem quite dignified enough. And then yeah. uh, Paul Hollywood and a lady, some lady are the judges and they had an affair during the shooting... <gasps> And then he, oh, yeah. and then he went back to his wife after the show got canceled. Like, yeah. Um, oh man. Yeah. Gossip. Gossip. Love it. I love that. I stayed up late last night reading a gossip about Paul Hollywood. Really? Yeah. And then I was like, mm, I'm still attracted to him. I'm sorry. It's interesting. Like the show itself is so nice. And then every so often I'll like look up stuff online about the contestants and just find out all of the horrible things that like the British viewers are saying about the people yeah. on the show. Yeah. They're all trolls over there. Yeah. Um, there is like, just like over here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I mean, you know, it shouldn't be a surprise with like Brexit and everything, but yeah. like the show itself is pretty diverse. Like they cast it pretty diverse and like the people on it are all really good bakers. It's not like a ploy, but yeah. like every, a lot of people in Britain are like, this show is too PC. Like, and it's like, um, What's wrong with it's people? So it's so stupid. And my favorite contestant of all time wrote a very good thing about how like you guys, it is so hard to get on this show. Yeah. Like um, my favorite contestant of all time is Toby from season four, episode one. He was the first one eliminated. I, it's a little bit of a spoiler, but not really if you watch the episode because it's like immediately like, oh, this guy is going to be eliminated. Wow, you like he, the underdog? He had the worst weekend I've ever seen anyone have <laughs> on the show. His and the, during the technical challenge, he. I'm spoiling this. Spoiler alert. It was a couple seasons ago. It was a couple seasons ago, and you'd have to torrent it. But uh, during the technical challenge, he used salt instead of sugar <laughs> for an angel food cake. That's a bad mistake. It's so funny watching, like, because of course they, they taste had him. It? Yeah, it was like they had him do it last, <laughs> and it's like you're just like, oh my god, oh my god. Paul Hollywood's about to take a bite. Of it. <laughs> Paul Hollywood takes a bite and just spits it out immediately. It is like it's salt, Mary. Don't eat that. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the like. 
the next day during the showstopper, they're like, you know, stop to interview him. And he's like, I forgot to set my timer. So now I'm just eyeballing it. Also, I cut both of my thumbs and it just cuts to his thumbs <laughs> and he's got bandages on both his thumbs and you don't know how they got there. How do you uh, cut both thumbs at the same time? I don't know. <laughs> how do you do that? And he's just like, he's just having a really bad weekend and he's got a really good sense of humor about it. But then um, he, uh, he went, um, <laughs> They get to the elimination and you're like, this guy's fucking gone. No one has had this bad of a week. He like comically so many things went wrong for him. And, uh, (laughs) they're doing the like long drawn out, like, uh, (laughs) like suspenseful, like it's my job now to have the job (laughs) of eliminating someone. And it's just like cutting from, from Mel to like the contestants uh-huh. that they are like, maybe going to eliminate it. It cuts from her to his thumbs uh-huh. <laughs> and then it cuts back to him and he's just nodding uh-huh. like, yes, get on with it. I'm being eliminated. <laughs> he like gets his car keys out basically. <laughs> it is so fucking funny. Anyway, I love but, to watch people fail gracefully. Yes. It's the best where they're like, I'm failing miserably and publicly and it's okay. I'm going to be okay. <laughs> it's very inspiring. Um, <laughs> uh, I gotta, I gotta download that. I'm like savoring the new episodes now. It's not enough for me. I need more. Yeah. Yeah. We like waited to watch the season that's airing now. Cause I wanted to like let a few episodes pile up, Yeah, but um, I'm excited to watch it. It's hard to watch it in America because you can't Google any of the people without getting tons of spoilers. Yeah. Um, but it's still very exciting. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Oh, me and Peter are going to be Paul Hollywood and Mary Berry for Halloween. Oh, my God. Um, I'm so excited. Yeah. Which one of you is going to be which? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am going to be Mary Berry. Great. And Peter's going to be Paul Hollywood. Please try not to have sex with him. I know. I'm a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like I asked my boyfriend to do a Paul Hollywood impression. <laughs> I was just like, could you pretend to be a British bakery baking judge that's, who's who's disappointed in my bakes? <laughs> that's not a good bake. He was like, it's raw. The dough is raw. And I was like, Ooh. <laughs> he also just like punches the cakes a lot. Like yeah. he punches through and just like rips the bread apart. Oh, I love it when he like pushes them to see if they're fully cooked. <laughs> You're like, do that to my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of halloween someone sent us a ghost story because uh, we were talking about ghost stories on the Kristen shawl episode yeah um but we're always interested in them yeah um here should i start reading it yes please my girlfriend and i were camping on the beach near saint augustine florida very haunted and we decided to go out into a pier overlooking the beach to watch the sunrise It was about a 10-minute walk from our campsite. Naturally, before the sun rose, I had to pee, and I begged her to walk with me back to the campsite because it was about 4 a.m., and I was scared. We took a different route back to the campsite and turned around because we had walked into where the RVs were parked. My girlfriend suggested we turn around and go the other way because there were people out, and we were on their campsite. I agreed because I saw them, too. As we were walking through the woods to get to the restrooms, I only remember seeing a few shadows that looked like people in the trees, but I thought I was being paranoid. And if there were people, I didn't want to shine my flashlight on them because that's like rude, right? When we were walking back to the pier, we saw a group of people coming up from the beach. This was weird because it was four in the morning. This time I did shine my flashlight on them and I saw a short, stocky woman with blonde hair and a pink floral swimsuit holding a bag of beach supplies, a taller man with sunglasses, and two kids, a boy and a girl. 
The boy had a snorkel. Right after I shined the light on them, they evaporated from the bottom up. I looked at my girlfriend, and we were both really confused about what we just saw and whether the other person also saw it. After a second, I said, holy shit, do you know what that was? And she said, what? And I said, ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... Since we're brave and very devoted to the sun, we went back to the pier (laughs) and settled in again. A little bit about me. I'm brave. I'm devoted to the sun. Um, Love camping. Slight gluten intolerance. (laughs) I think we both thought that we were done with ghost sightings for the night and they weren't really scary at all. But then my girlfriend noticed a boy on the other side of the pier waving at her. I honestly refused to look because, uh, fuck that creepy little boy ghost shit. (laughs) But I was looking up in the sky and I saw a kite. This kite was completely insane because it would fly impossibly high up into the sky and come back. At that point, I did look down and I saw him. It wasn't really scary, but I also felt like I didn't want him to see me, if that makes sense. It was super creepy listening to Kristen Schaal talk about seeing a ghost because our experience was completely the same. They were kind of translucent. They disappeared and I wasn't scared, but also I didn't really want to see them again. Uh, Anyways, I'm a big fan. I'm at work, so I don't have any butt pics, but here's a picture of my dog. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very cute dog. Thank you very much for that spooky ghost story. Getting you in the Halloween spirit. Yeah. Um, I love stories like this because it's like two different people saw the same creepy thing. (laughs) Yeah. How do you explain that? How do you explain that? Got to ask the Long Island media. (laughs) Yeah. I I just, I want to... Fast forward to the future when we know what ghosts are. Yeah. And they're like, it's a quantum mechanical phenomenon where like a light beam gets, but it's not that. I don't know. There will be an episode where we read the article that explains ghosts. Yes. Like five I feel years like from now. If we figure out the explanation for ghosts, we're not going to have to read the article on the podcast. I, was, I thought you were going to say, then we won't need to podcast anymore. <laughs> Our podcast will be done. <laughs> Everyone knows. I mean, we talk about a lot of stuff, but this is mainly a ghost hunting podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't caught one yet, yeah. but um, it's time now for. Oh wait, did you want to? I, I don't think we have time. Okay, yeah. Next time, you, you guys, guys have something fun to look forward to. I'll. I'm going to post a tweet storm about this, uh, <laughs> so you can just look that up. Uh, I love your tweet storms. I clicked on like a really great um, clickbait article about, I'll just read one of them, <laughs> uh, like a 28 facts you didn't know about the movie Grease. <laughs> and it was one of those ones where it was like clearly written by an intern who was not paid any money. Um, and it is just the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Can we hear, um, can we hear one just hear to wet our, wet our appetites? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to, Okay. Teen education. This is on sportings, sportingz.com. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so here's a here's a one of 28 facts about the movie Grease that will blow your mind or whatever. <laughs> I love that you clicked on this. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> you might have already guessed, but the plastic wrapper held by Travolta in the Grease lightning scene is actually a condom. All in the name of safety, guys. <laughs> um also uh uh oh wait okay Greece was almost an animation film imagine that this actually happened in all animation film of Greece we would have missed out on years of Greece imitation singing in front of the mirror and had less heartbreak over John Travolta aren't we lucky <laughs> 
Was it? <laughs> oh man! Was it really almost animated? That doesn't. Um, that seems like something you could just make up. That doesn't sound. I don't fucking know, man. It wasn't. It makes no sense. God. Uh, <laughs> also, one fuck. I didn't screenshot it. Where it's like. Ah, uh, never mind. I'll just post about it. You guys go look it up. It's time for uh, Chunch Chat, our regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of Martha Stewart's pony band Chunch. Chunch. When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, fine wine, full moon, and we're chatting about Chunch. And chunch. Oh, fuck, I don't have anything this week. Um. Uh. <laughs> you don't have anything this week? Shit. Well, Okay. Uh oh! Um, you, don't, you don't have to no, have one. No, no, no. It's okay. Um. Well, in my quest to be more like Martha Stewart, I was looking into buying a horse, but then I realized I can't afford it. And I don't have time. But uh, I got really into this one horse. I found an ad for on Facebook. I love to browse Facebook ads for horses, and I got really. I was like looking at pictures of his owner and stuff, and she just seemed really cool. And like she like travels a lot. And then there is like video of her riding the horse through the In and Out drive through. <laughs> and that was like in the sales ad and i was like sold oh my god this is the best horse i've ever seen you can ride him through a drive-thru man and order a burger and a milkshake that's great i can i can't imagine that works though uh, one time i tried to walk through a drive-thru and it didn't set off the sensors so <laughs> this totally worked it did yeah i guess a horse is heavy enough yeah she it was two horses her and her friend were both riding through the wow. drive-thru and the lady at the counter was so excited she was like this is the best thing i've ever seen <laughs> Um, yeah, I would imagine. So like, you know, the horse sold, so I didn't get, even get a chance to meet him, but that's kind of my dream horse. That concludes Chunch Chat. It's time for One on Fun. One on Fun. Um, Emily. Yes. If you could cook something in a cooking competition, <laughs> what would be your showstopper? Oh, this is a great question. We <laughs> talk about it very often when watching the show. Yeah. And I always think it would be funnier <laughs> to just be like, because he's always complaining about people's custard turning into scrambled eggs. <laughs> so I think it would be funny to just actually make scrambled eggs would and be you, like, deal with it, Paul. Would you put them in something else? No. Or, like, or just like, I would just be like, I have made a stack of three pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> as you can see the middle one is a mickey mouse pancake <laughs> the the first one is slightly undercooked yeah. and the second two are, are overcooked <laughs> after the pan got hot enough yeah i would love to just get eviscerated <laughs> i'm just like here's a stir fry yeah uh, <laughs> um lisa yeah if you could be the judge on a, any kind of cooking show, like what kind of cuisine would you want it to be? <gasps> and also, follow-up question, what would your catchphrase be when you eliminate people? <laughs> <laughs> um, it would be a, a cookie competition. Oh. And I'd be like, you're a bad cookie. I don't <laughs> <laughs> that's the way the cookie crumbles. Oh, that's better. That's way better. <laughs> Mine kind of made no sense, but just give me a producer credit. Yeah, you got it. You could be EP. All right, cool. Uh, that concludes one on fun. <laughs> we'll be right back with Wiki of the Week. Are you easily confused by terms like cultural appropriation? 
cisgender, and woke. Or maybe you find yourself constantly explaining terms like these and you need a place to vent. Do you have a love for all things pop culture, social commentary, and politics? Sounds Sounds like like you you need need Minority Minority Corner. Where you can learn, laugh, and play. Sounds like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, gay, and ladylike. James and Aneke will happily administer your weekly dose each and every Friday. You can listen on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Minority Corner. With the K. Because the C was taken. Welcome to Wiki of the Week. Let's introduce our guest. He is a good friend of ours and a very funny comedian. His half-hour Comedy Central special just aired, um, well, a few weeks ago now. Two days ago. Yeah, but this is coming out in a few weeks. Oh, we're not live. Yeah. (laughs) That's right, podcasts. Okay, I understand now. This isn't the radio. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, did we tell you it was the radio? (laughs) I'm sorry. We lied. Um, Nate Fernald. No, thank you. Thank you, thank for you coming. so much. I got to say, doing the half hour really taught me how to say your name. Yeah. And it's been hard to break what I used to say. That's fine. Which was Fernald. I often tell people it's Fernald because it's easier to phonetically understand. Like yeah. the word Fernald sounds mumbly and weird. Is it, is Fernald correct? Fernald is correct. I think that's how yeah. I've always said it. But like some of someone's like, how do parents name? I just say Fernald because... Fernaldo. If, if I say Fernald, they will say Fernald. But if I say Fernald, they'll say something completely different. So <laughs> I go Fernald often. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Just sort of like. Preemptively. Yeah. It's a realistic way of moving through the world. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a really long time to think of the world word realistic. You know, my ego. I don't have that big of an ego. <laughs> oh, no? oh, no. Just get it. Get it mostly right. And I'm fine. <laughs> Someone get this guy on Great British Bake Off. <laughs> yeah. So humble. He's perfect for it. All right. Um, but yeah, we did the half hours. Yours, you, were you happy with how yours came out? Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Emily and I recorded ours together on the Aww. same show. Yeah. yeah, it was really exciting. Yeah, I was really happy about um, that. And then, and then I aired with a Parna, so that was oh, that's yeah, that was also. Exciting. I still don't know who I'm airing with. Oh, when really? is yours coming out? Mine comes out September 23rd, so it will have already come out. Yeah. by the time this airs, so you can also watch mine. Yay, you right. idiots! You, you dummies! <laughs> <laughs> well, you should. Go back in time and DVR mine and then DVR Emily's and watch them back to back to see what it was really like. Yeah. Emily's set will make more sense if you see it immediately after mine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just looked it up. Mine's airing with Eric Ber- Bergstrom. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's a good lineup. Yeah. Because Emily's set just references mine the whole time. Yeah. So it's like, weird. remember that idiot who yeah. was just up here? It's weird that they separated us for airing them. <laughs> yours yeah. makes no sense. <laughs> um... Well, anyway, let's get to this week's Wikipedia page. Uh, let's get this, to it. This week, it's Hair of the Dog, sent to us by Megan Heindel. Thank you, Megan. Thank you. Um, Hair of the Dog is a colloquial expression in the English language, predominantly used to refer to alcohol that is consumed with the aim of lessening the effects of a hangover. The expression originally referred to a method of treatment of a rabid dog bite. By placing hair from the dog in the bite wound. Oh, I didn't know that. Did that work? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Ebenezer Cobham Brewer writes. (laughs) That sounds like a parody. Yeah. He has his own Wikipedia page, which will do an entire, not just wiki segment, just a new podcast about him. Um, Oh my God. Look at the picture of him. I clicked on his Wikipedia page. (laughs) Wow. He's got some hair of the dog on his face. (laughs) That sounds like a, 
You, you know that like <laughs> formula people do on Twitter where they have a, a quote and then attribute it to someone? Like if th- that sounds like one of those, like some Ebenezer Scrooge coat Scrooge quote, and then they're like, it's Ebenezer Cobham Brewer. Uh, does that make any sense what I'm saying? Say that again? It sounds his his name sounds like the end of a formulaic tweet. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, burn. <laughs> Ebenezer Cobham Brewer writes in the Dictionary of Phrase and Fable from 1898. In Scotland, it is a popular belief that a few hairs of the dog that bit you applied to the wound will prevent evil consequences. Applied to drinks, it means if overnight you have indulged too freely, take a glass of the same wine within 24 hours to soothe the nerves. If this dog do you bite, soon as out of your bed, take a hair of the tail the next day. <laughs> what? He also cites two apocryphal poems containing the phrase, one of which is attributed to Aristophanes. It is possible that the phrase was used to justify an existing practice or alcoholism. And the idea <laughs> of Latin, similia similibus carantur, like cures like, dates back to at least the time of Hippocrates and exists today as the basic postulate of classical homeopathy. Oof. In the 1930s, cocktails known as corpse revivers were served in hotels. The earliest known reference to the phrase hair of the dog in connection with drunkenness is found in a text from ancient Ugarit dating from the mid to late second millennium BC. Oh, they texted back then. Um, (laughs) In which the god Ilu becomes hungover after a drinking binge. The text includes a recipe for a salve to be applied to the god's forehead, which consists of hairs of a dog and parts of an unknown plant mixed with olive oil. Shouldn't gods not be, <laughs> yeah. be able to get hangovers? Yeah. yeah they gods shouldn't. walk among us. Uh, that, that just shows that like gods were just regular dudes that yeah. tricked people into thinking they were gods. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is there, does any yeah. other illness use that hair of the dog formula? Um, yeah. Like, if you get shot... Just like wait just a little put bit. Another bullet then, in yeah, there. Shoot, I feel like get shot again and then you're fine. I feel like pox does because you take a little bit of pus from a pox wound and and inoculate people with it. Oh, I guess yeah. It is like sort of like the theory behind inoculation because it's yeah. like yeah. Okay, but that's give like yourself a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, but it's not a live virus that you're like giving yourself. Hmm. Yeah, hopefully not. <sighs> yeah, and now we get to the cool part in other languages. The phrase also exists in Hungarian, where the literal translation to English is, you may cure the dog's bite with its fur, but has evolved into a short phrase, kutya harapast svorevel. Um, uh, God bless you. (laughs) (laughs) That is used frequently in other contexts when one is trying to express that the solution to a problem is more of the problem. (laughs) Mo money, mo problems. (laughs) Among the Irish and Mexicans, the phrase the cure, curarse la cruda in Spanish, is often used instead of hair of the dog. It is used often sarcastically in the question, going for a cure? (laughs) In Costa Rica, the same expression is used, but it refers to a pig, as in hair of the same pig, pelos de la misma chancha, in Central America, referring to the same method to cure the hangover. In some Slavic languages... Polish, Bosnian, Bulgarian, Croatian, Serbian, Slovenian, and Russian. Hair of the dog is called a wedge, mirroring the concept of dislodging a stuck wedge with another one. Hence the popular Polish phrase, to dislodge a wedge with a wedge, (laughs) which is used figuratively both with regard to alcohol and in other contexts. The proper Russian term is opomelka, after being drunk, which indicates a process of drinking to decrease effects of drinking the day before. It's very Russian. 
In German, drinking alcohol the next morning to relieve the symptoms is sometimes described as having a counter beer, ein counter beer trinken. Whereas in Austria, people talk about having a repair beer, reparatur seidel. In Portuguese, people speak of a hit, uma repetida, meaning to strike away the hangover with more alcohol. God, people will just, every culture wants to justify drinking more. Totally. Um, it's very human. Yeah. Also, German just always sounds like an American's impression of what a, what the German <laughs> version of the thing is going to be. Yep. Uh, <laughs> ein counter beer. <laughs> um, a similar usage is encountered in Romanian in the phrase, quipequi sexcolate. A nail fastener pulls out a nail. That sounded Italian. <laughs> most of my okay. I, most of my foreign languages kind of come out a little Italian. In Italian, the phrase is "chiodo scazia chiodo." I can't believe you didn't let me say the Italian. <laughs> one. You can do it. Do you want to do it? No, it's too late. You ruined it. <laughs> do you want to do the Spanish one? I want Emily to do the Korean one. <laughs> I'll do the Spanish one. Do the Spanish one. Un clavo saca otro clavo. A nail pulls out another nail. Um, Sounded Italian again. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me. In all five, <laughs> in Romanian, Bulgarian, Italian, Spanish, and Turkish, the English t- translation is a nail dislodges a nail, though these phrases are not exclusively used to refer to the hangover cure. Mm. In Italian, yes, here we go. Italian, here we go. Is also used the term <laughs> Ricci Amino. I really wish you did like a Chinese one. <laughs> <laughs> I know better than that. (laughs) Which translates to little recall. A recall is a booster shot. In this context, the booster shot consists of another small dose of alcohol. Little recall, I just pictured a remake of Total Recall. (laughs) All all children. (laughs) It's a a prequel where they're all babies and they meet each other for the first time at daycare. Yeah, like a lot of like action movies, they would like make children's cartoons of them. Like just like a children's cartoon based on It's like Muppet Babies, but (laughs) that sounds fantastic. Little recall. Um... Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> in Swedish, drinking alcohol to relieve a hangover is called having an atterstalare. It's <laughs> very Italian, which translates. <laughs> also, the listeners can't see this, but Emily like put her, her yeah. fingers together and kissed them I'm before she tossing a pizza in the air right now. <laughs> and she's curling her mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Which translates roughly to restore. <laughs> and she's yelling at a wild dog <laughs> at the window. <laughs> wow, you're saying a lot of offensive things about Italian people right now. <laughs> <laughs> and she's wearing a, a sweat stained white tank top. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just like twirling spaghetti with a fork while I toss a pizza in another hand. Uh, a lot of these are like repairs, yeah. stores, um, or counter. Um, I think the most interesting one is the uh, in China, alcohol Here drunk. <laughs> alcohol drunk to relieve hangover is called, and they have it in Chinese, but I can't read it. Literally translates to the drink that brings back your soul. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I kind of want you to read the Japanese one with an Italian accent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mukazaki. <laughs> Which literally means counter alcohol. I mean, if someone was talking in Japanese in an Italian accent, I would not know they weren't speaking Italian. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. Someone hire me to play an Italian <laughs> character in something. Uh, <laughs> there's a scientific background to this that I... Do we care about this part? I don't know. I guess my question is, is it real at all? Um, there are a couple of theories as yeah. to how it works. Uh, let's see. In the first, hangovers are described as the first stage of alcohol withdrawal, which is then alleviated by further alcohol intake. Um, and in the second, the hangovers are attributed to methanol metabolism. Um, yeah. That sounds very sciencey. Yeah. From the perspective of, of sugar metabolism, alcohol may cause a blood sugar spike, resulting in a hypoglycemic awakening. <laughs> Hang <laughs> Awakening. Yeah. That's what I have out at Burning Man. It's <laughs> my hypoglycemic awakening. <laughs> Consuming That's more- what happened when I fucked a cake for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> There's a movie about that called American Cake. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's Jason Big. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Tara Reid is in uh, Consuming more alcohol might be a way to ingest more calories that quickly convert into sugar to raise the body's blood sugar. Um, yeah. Anyway, that is basically it. There's cultural references. In Stanley Kubrick's 1980 horror film, The Shining, the hair of the dog expression is used in the sequence in which Jack Torrance, Jack Nicholson, seats himself at the bar in the gold room for the second time and asks Lloyd the bartender, Joe Turkle, for a drink. Here, I'll be Lloyd. Okay. What'll it be, sir? Hair of the dog that bit me. Bourbon on the rocks? That'll do her. (laughs) Great scene. scene. Great. Do you have any notes, Nate? (laughs) Um, no, it's perfect. <laughs> uh, I love the all-female recast of, <laughs> of The Shining. That's our all-female reboot of The yeah. Shining coming out. Uh... Great. Yeah. That concludes Wiki of the Week. We'll be right back with Nate Fernald. No, I'm already here. <laughs> Hello, we're back with Nate Fernald. Hello. Hi, thank Nate. You. Hi. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk to you about G.I. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into it. Is this like your thing that we didn't know about? Okay. So I was obsessed with G.I. Joe as a kid, as a child. Like I, I just bought all, like I didn't get any other toys except G.I. Joe. Like I was just all about G.I. Joe. And when we moved into a house, um, they were going to carpet my room and I, I demanded the carpet be green because it had to be grass for me to play my G.I. Joe's on it. <laughs> That's and totally like, valid. Yeah. Like I would have been fine with a brown carpet too because that could be dirt, but it was like it had to be. It had to be something G.I. Joe would walk on. Yeah. yeah. And literally like every decision I made in my childhood was all like how I could use my G.I. Joe's on it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my uh, God. That's so inter- I had no idea. And so I collected the G.I. Joe comic books as a kid but I didn't read them because I wasn't very good at reading at the time. I just looked at the pictures. And last year, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go read them all. So I read every single issue of the G.I. Joe comics, and um, I know a lot about it now. Uh, how familiar are you guys with G.I. Joe? Not. Not at all. Not okay. at all. It's, uh, there's this basically branch of the army called G.I. Joe. It's kind of like special forces. Uh-huh. And uh, What does the G.I. stand for? Um... They're, I guess I should know that because it's not just in G.I. Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should know that. They never addressed, they never addressed it. <laughs> Wait, so G.I. Joe is a branch? But there, I thought it was a character named G.I. Joe. So there was a guy named Joe Colton who, like, he's talked about in the comic book, but you don't meet him till later on, who started it. Like, he's uh, in the history of G.I. Joe. 
but he's not a character. And he's basically what, like, so I'm talking basically strictly the 80s and 90s G.I. Joe, not the, like, 1960s, like, doll figures. Oh, okay. Um, I wasn't into those. Uh, but, so I read all the comic books, and the bad guys in G.I. Joe is this organization called Cobra. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't realize is that this terrorist organization uh, headed up by Cobra Commander, the reason he started Cobra, do you guys want to take a guess why this guy would start a terrorist organization? Um, he was a virgin. <laughs> nope. He has a son. Okay. Billy. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he hated paying taxes. Oh, <laughs> he was oh just my like, God. I hate taxes. I'm going to destroy the government. So oh. I never have to pay them. Oh my <laughs> he God. Just, He's a he libertarian. Just, yeah. He hated taxes. <laughs> and he was just, he was a businessman. He, he was originally like a, a, a fairly successful businessman who got upset about how much of his money was going towards taxes. Oh my <laughs> so God. he teamed up with an arms dealer and, uh, and just started a terrorist organization. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> because of taxes. Uh, but my favorite thing about GI Joe is so it started off as a comic book and they also made toys of it. But then the toys got huge. Yeah, that's toys, what I know about yeah, it is the, from the toys. The toys are like one of the most successful toy lines. And when that happened, uh, Hasbro, the toy company, kind of took control of the comic book. Cause, so they would be like... Because they were like, we're, where the real money is coming from. Yeah. And and they and and kid people were buying the comic because of the toys. So yeah. they were just like, whatever the toy company wants, that's what you have to do. So they the toy company would need more characters like to make figures of. <laughs> so there's a stretch like during the height of this where each episode is like, Hey, we got some new troops and they just like show eight <laughs> new guys and name them. And you'd never see them again for like the rest of the comic book. They're like, okay, you guys go off and defuse this bomb and we're going <laughs> to just, like, just introducing just like loads of characters at a time just so they could make toys of them. And then the characters, so early on in the in the comic books, the characters they looked like pretty much like standard army guys. But then they got more and more elaborate, you know, with like missile <laughs> launchers, and that was all like the toy company pushing. So there's this character you should look him up. His name is Raptor. He was um he was one of the bad guys. He he dresses like a bird. He has like a like a like a sort of bird like a beak on his head. And he has this big, like, feathered cape. He doesn't wear a shirt. <laughs> and uh, and he has, like, a horde of, of, like, birds that do his bidding. And he was, he was Cobra's accountant. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he, never, he never fought, like... Because I, I had the toy as a kid, and I just assumed he was, like, this bad guy in a comic. Then you read the comic book, and he's just an accountant. <laughs> he this does, does not look like an accountant. Oh my he god! Does, <laughs> he does nothing but they're counting, <laughs> and even he's like, so awesome looking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's an accountant. <laughs> he crunches the numbers. <laughs> Wait, can I see? He's like um, he kind of reminds me of Halucha, the oh Pokemon. My, oh my god, my favorite Pokemon. But he's <laughs> he's like and, totally he's totally jacked. Like he's okay, shirtless. Okay. Oh, read his bio. That's his bio right there. <laughs> Raptor was a yuppie tax consultant who took up falconry as a pastime and soon became obsessed with the avian blood sport. He discovered that by breeding bigger and stronger birds and equipping them with steel-tipped talons, they were capable of attacking much more profitable game. Caught poaching on a cobra mink ranch by Destro, 
Rakdo joined the ranks of the Cobra Legions and began work on developing a bird of prey strong enough to attack a G.I. Joe. That never happened. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was Wait, the definition. Wait, I like this, this lower part you should read, Nate. Uh, Raptor doesn't have any delusions about what he hunt. About what he is, even if he dresses up in that bird suit of his and spent most of his time in a giant bird cage. Those are means to an end. And the bottom line for Raptor is non taxable profit margin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's my favorite. <laughs> and even so, when he joins the comic. <laughs> I feel like Cobra Commander becomes the voice of the writer of the comic book because the whole like issues that Raptor is in, Cobra Commander just keeps going, why is this guy dressed like a bird and no one answers him? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Tight. And then... Um, and later into like the later 90s when the toys became less popular... When they were finally like, okay, do what you want with the comic book. Um, the, the toys aren't selling as well now, so we don't really care anymore. <laughs> um, then there's an issue where the cover of it is a bad guy, one of the Cobras. Saw Viper is his name. And he's standing on top of a pile of G.I. Joe corpses. <laughs> so they just took one issue and just killed off like 20 <laughs> characters at a time. So they're like, okay, we don't need all these characters for toys. The comic book's ours now. Let's oh kind of... God. Trim the hedges a little bit, and just this one episode where this this guy saw Viper with this giant gun walks in and just massacres like, <laughs> all the GI Joes. There it is. Yeah, there's the cover of the issue. Wait, can I see that? He's just standing He's on just, a bunch oh of dead God. bodies. <laughs> the dead Jesus. Bodies. Yeah, I uh, like his outfit though. He's hot pink. Yeah, yeah, he looks cool. Yeah, that thing. The toys looked awesome. Yeah. I, re- I do remember the commercials for them. And and then, so at the height of it, when when the, the comic was just like overloading with characters, they let, uh, Marvel let the writer have a second series called G.I. Joe Special Missions, which was the, the toy company wasn't involved with that. He got to write whatever he wanted. Because the guy who created the G.I. Joe comic actually like fought in like the vietnam war or something like oh, that oh really and he actually like was trying to tell a, like war stories and then it just <laughs> blew up as this this toy line and and then so yeah so he had this offshoot of gi joe comics which was just like very kind of intense war stories and uh like yeah there's this one episode or episode issue where uh they have this new recruit and he gets too cocky and just gets himself killed immediately. And they have to like carry his body back through the desert. And it's like, Oh my God. It's, uh, yeah, it was, uh, and it was, they're very good. The comics were good, but, uh, but the actual GI Joe series just got totally insane. with just overloading with characters. And it's, uh, that's so funny. Wait, yeah. so when you would play with them at home, do you I just play with a Raptor and he did taxes. So <laughs> <laughs> he was the only figure I had. I got very into <laughs> <laughs> taxes um do you still ever read like the comics were you into the comics as a kid or did you get into those so later? i i had the i bought the comics as a kid but i didn't read them because i was like too young to understand a lot of words <laughs> uh, and and reading was no fun when you're a kid and i so i read all the comics like a year ago for the first time oh, wow. shit. yeah just went through the whole thing and i had a great time uh oh there's another thing in the cartoon so there's also the cartoon which was 
sort of similar, had all the same characters as the comic book, but it was, you know, more goofy and for kids. And there's this one special, like, four-part episode, uh, which aired on a Sunday night. It was the drugs episode. I don't know if you guys watched it when you oh, were kids. Oh, no, I didn't watch that. They did a drugs episode where these um, these drug dealers move into town and, you know, a couple of the G.I. Joes get hooked on drugs and uh, G.I. Joe and Cobra team up to stop the drug dealers, <laughs> which is so funny. That'd be like if, uh, you know, there was a lot of drugs came into America and then ISIS was like, hey, I know we have our differences, <laughs> <laughs> but these drugs have got to go. <laughs> So <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> that is a good idea, though. Maybe that is how we defeat ISIS is we need a third common enemy. Yeah. Yeah. A- aliens is what that typically would be. Oh. Yeah. Drugs doesn't really make sense as a thing <laughs> yeah. because it's like, yeah, not really a threat to a terrorist organization in any way. <laughs> no, I don't think they care about that. Aliens is a great idea. Yeah, we should but, get invaded by aliens. But that G.I. Joe and Cobra put aside their differences to stop the head man, who is this drug dealer who had a he wore he had a pinstripe suit. Um, he wore like a bandit mask and had a fedora and a ponytail. <laughs> oh, I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> look up, look up an image of what's him. He, what's he called? The Headman, G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe, the Headman. Was he known for giving great blowjobs? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this guy is totally like a men's rights activist <laughs> yeah. leader. He looks, he looks like the lamest dude. He would never... Drug dealers would never listen to him. This is terrible. <laughs> this is like if Zorro was really into like big band, like <laughs> yeah. if he likes swing dancing. Zorro joined the- <laughs> this guy showed up to rob a Squirrel Nut Zippers concert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Zorro got really into Brian Setzer Orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> this is very Dick Tracy core. <laughs> yeah, it, oh, man. Fuck, who knew? Uh, Well, we got to go to expert hour soon. Um, What do you want people to know about G.I. Joe? Um, Really, Raptor. The Raptor's my favorite thing. Yeah, that one's great. I really liked his info card. There's one frame from the comic that I'll try to find and send to you where it's just him in a Volkswagen (laughs) filled with birds. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like just on his way to work. <laughs> That's a dream. That sounds great. That sounds horrible. <laughs> Love that. Um, um, oh, and the GI Joe movies really um, botched it. Like those, oh, it's the, bad. The, the, the live action one. Yeah, yeah. They took everything that's great and exciting about GI Joe and removed all that from it. It was. Uh, and what would you say is great and exciting about it? Uh, <laughs> Just, <laughs> not clear. The on. birds. The accounting. <laughs> They just made it into a kind of like standard like war, war thing. Movie. And also all that like the character designs of J. Joe, they all look really cool. Yeah. And they stripped all that away. Like there's this character called Firefly who's like one of the coolest guys in the comic book. And he he wears this kind of like uh like dark gray, like camouflaged outfit. Looks really cool. And then in the comic book they just made him like or in the movie they made him an Australian guy who just wears like a tank, a green tank top. Lame. <laughs> it's like, yeah. That Look at how cool that guy looks. I do like wish I had had the job of coming up with new characters to introduce in mm. episodes to be made into toys. Like that sounds really fun to me. Yeah. They look, they look They're awesome. very colorful. Yeah. Um, well, Nate, thank yeah. you for being here and for talking to us about this. Absolutely. If people want to find mm. out more about you, do you have anything to plug other than your half hour? Um, uh, I guess check out 
Team Submarines albums. Our album, Glass Matthew, the cover art was done by Lisa. Oh, yeah. Lisa Hanawalt. That's Hanawalt. right. Yeah. I've heard of her. Yeah. yeah. She's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> and it, and it's I think it's a very good album. You should listen to it. Team Submarine, Glass Matthew. Uh, it's You can get it on iTunes, Spotify, whatever. But if you go to Bandcamp, please buy a physical copy. I just want to get them out of my house. <laughs> Like, and then you get to see my art. I did the the yeah. inside too, and there's like dogs and tongues. And yeah, stuff. it looks great. It's, it's pretty it's, fun. It looks beautiful. I had fun doing um, that. Lisa, I did it in exchange for dog sitting. I think that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> the album and it's covered in dogs. Yeah, <laughs> it was a good trade. Uh, and yeah, check that out. And I guess I'm on Twitter at Nate Fernald. Yeah, um, Nate Fernald, everybody. Yay! <laughs> it's time now for expert hour. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We need an expert. We need an expert. We need an expert hour. Welcome to Expert Hour. Um, I'm just overjoyed at our guest this week. He's here to talk to us about a subject important to many of us, breakups. Please welcome Mel Birnbaum. Am I saying that right? Uh, Birnbaum. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, first part, uh, burn. Uh, as in uh, what happens uh, if fire touches something. And the last bomb is uh, uh, if you were to drop a detonated weapon. Ah, okay. Got it. Like <laughs> thank a bomb. You, thank you for coming. Yeah, burn a bomb. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to the show. Yeah. Um, let's get into it. Uh, breakups. Uh, what, make, what do you think makes you kind of uh, particularly knowledgeable about this subject? Uh, been through a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I do them. Sometimes they, they get done to me. And, uh, and so, uh, I decided that, uh, there's a service to be offered and, uh, and that's what I do. Uh, so I offer, I'm a consultant in this area and I've been doing it for, uh, to about 14 years. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not, you're not even just like a relationship counselor. You're specific to... I'm going to help break you up. break up. Yeah. 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 Oh. Uh, oh, so it's not like, so you meet with people before they've broken up or uh, uh, almost exclusively. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, I'm so like a repo it, man, uh, for the freedom of your heart. Oh, wow. wow. That sounds useful. Mm -hmm. I think so are you breaking up's hard to do. You're mm -hmm. pro, pro breakup. You're you know what? I I I I, uh, I don't encourage it. At the same time, you know, you gotta. Sometimes you gotta do it, and uh, and and that's why you call me. You know, uh, sometimes I like to say I'm like a, a, a towing service uh, for the freedom of your heart. Wow. <laughs> mm -hmm. So so okay. Let's say let's sort of you know get a little more specific here. Let's mm -hmm. say. Uh, I'm going to break up with my boyfriend. Yeah. I'm not. Pete, if you're listening, I'm not going. I mean, although who knows? This comes out in a few weeks. <laughs> it can happen fast. Yeah. yeah. So let's say I'm breaking up with my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. I call I call you and I say, hey, I'm breaking up with my boyfriend. And then what do you show up and do? First thing, Well, first thing, I, I'm going to do a telephone consultation. And I'm going to say, uh, what's the thing that annoys you the most uh -huh. about your boyfriend? Mm. Yeah. I'll answer off mic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to, and I'm, and I'm going to basically say, start there and turn it into a huge issue. <laughs> so like, so uh, if you give me an example, it doesn't need to be an actual so thing because I'm not trying to break you up. Let's right say, now. let's say my boyfriend leaves chicken bones all over the kitchen. Okay. Then what you want to do is you want to go, Hey, 
and I'm just going to come up with a name right now. Joel. Okay. <laughs> hey, Joel, the chicken bones. It's driving me crazy. We're done. <laughs> wow. What if, wow. What, if, what if Joel says, like, I'm so sorry. I, I'll never leave a chicken bone out again. Yeah. Okay. Then, you know, you go, you know what? I knew you were going to say that. And here's the thing. Uh, I can't deal with it anymore. I'm past that point. We're done. Wow. wow, it seems yeah. it seems almost unfair though. But that kind so, of finality, that's yeah. that's uh, you gotta yeah. do, what makes it work. Sometimes people negotiate and you it's beyond negotiation. This is a yeah. non-negotiable. So you so do you give people like scripts to use? I sometimes write cards, I write scripts, I leave voicemails, I've uh, even made uh, Snapchat videos. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So do you uh do you ever um break up with people on someone's behalf? I don't like to do that, but for the right uh, price, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's something that I will do. I'll do it in person. Wow. I've shown up at people's apartments, at their houses, at their places of work, and I've also uh, got a side business now where I will uh, I'll quit for you at your job. Oh, wow. Oh. Or create a scenario to get you fired. <laughs> oh, that's even better because yeah. then you get that sweet unemployment. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Unless that's you get cheap. fired for cause, in which case you can't collect it. So Fired for, for cause, yeah. 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 So it's about that sweet spot. It's never fired for cause. Oh. Yeah. What do you do if you want to quit your own job? Me? Yeah. I, would, I, I love my job. Love what I do. <laughs> I would never, ever, ever. And I'm a happily married man, by the way, as well. Oh, so really? I don't, yeah. And oh, I would great. never leave my wife. So, you know, it's just, it's a, it was a void in the marketplace. And a friend of mine said, hey, you should be in business for yourself. He owns a few subways. And I said, you know what? You're right. You're right, Ron. <laughs> and then, you know, here I am. Yeah. Now, oh. Do you yeah. think it's fair? Um, it, like, if, take for instance the chicken bone scenario. The you're kind of giving them a false reason for why you're breaking up when the the fact is you don't love them anymore. Yeah. Like, why why not just be honest and? I always recommend finding something that isn't the actual reason because here's the thing: <laughs> if you get into the really uh, difficult stuff, it's sticky and it's emotional. That's yeah. why I go, hey. You know, it's here's the, it's chicken bones. You know, <laughs> I saw you sneak a cigarette. Okay, what's the deal? You're terrible parallel parker. Things like this. <laughs> this is the kind of thing you can really grab onto. It can stick to your ribs as opposed to, you know what? You don't listen to me. I don't care for your family. You know, why are you such a misogynist? <laughs> <laughs> so things like that. Um, can you remember like had <laughs> Big time <laughs> Like a particularly bad breakup that you've had oh, That yeah. has kind of informed your work Absolutely uh, Well, first of all, I was kicked out of my house when I was 14 years old And so that was difficult And ever since reconciled with my family And to be perfectly honest, I, I had uh, kind of an affinity for arson at the time But I will tell you <laughs> that uh, Yeah, I, ha- I had a college girlfriend named Margaret and I, uh, I would not stop calling her Maggie and, um, she didn't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And, um, because of that, I felt the distance and, uh, and I ended up, uh, I ended up losing her. Uh, and there was uh, other things involved as well. Uh, you know, I was seeing someone else at the time, <laughs> which I think also had something to do with it. I've got the distance now to know that, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it hurt. I uh, she I still love her and uh, I track her on Facebook in a very cordial upfront kind of way, not in a creepy voyeuristic. Your wife's way. okay with that, or yeah, she. Oh my god, are you kidding me? We actually named our Airedale Maggie. Aw, uh, that's very sweet. Yeah, 
Yeah, right. it's it healthy. is sweet. It's healthy. I wish people would look at it more like that. Yeah, and then they don't always. But um, <laughs> my wife is the coolest. She's very cool, you know, and yeah. she loves what I'm doing because I'm working from home now. So uh, <laughs> it's good. It's good all around. We watch a lot of Jungle Book, the old one and the new one. <laughs> And, um, I'm sorry, that's a strange yeah. detail. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, These are the types of things that, that would be a good breakup thing, you know? So before the new one came out, were you guys just watching the old Jungle Book over and over again? A lot. Oh, wow. A lot. A lot. So that was a yeah. huge deal for you, though, when that new one yeah. came out. I actually courted my wife by uh, doing a pretty damn good version of Bare Necessities. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it usually takes a couple tankeries to get into it, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Great song, and then you know, look, you gotta love what Favreau's doing. You know, he took it to a new place. Yeah. You know, it's just hard to imagine that that guy was swingers. You know, but uh, he was. I, I thought, the, <laughs> I thought that the songs felt out of place in the new one. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. No, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. yeah oh, you're gonna love it. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> All done on a soundstage. Ah. Pretty, pretty incredible. It's pretty crazy. Kid, it's scary for kids. It's great for adults. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my nephew cried when he watched it. He was staying over at the house, and, you know, big mistake. <laughs> this is like an expert hour within an expert hour. I know, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling this. you, I'm a Russian doll kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, you guys are all happy in your relationships, huh? Yeah. 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 You know, and yeah. I, I, I got to say, like, I, surprisingly, based on how antagonistic I am toward men, I've never really had that rough of a breakup. You oh. know, I've had some tough ones, but we, you know, it was people I w- wasn't dating for that long. You know, I've had my heart broken a little bit, but you know. Are you friends with all your exes? Oh, fuck no. Yeah, okay. me neither. Yeah, I'm very against it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm friends with maybe one of them. Okay. One or, yeah. I, you know, I stayed friends with one of them for a while and, and then we lived together after that like as a just like as roommates years later and it was awful wow that's (laughs) yeah that sounds hard tortures yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh i couldn't do that yeah yeah um i mean it wasn't hard because of our relationship he just wasn't a very good roommate yeah uh yeah Yeah. i understand if he's listening you know what you did yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna call him mitch Uh, (laughs) yeah you don't have to call him anything yeah um do you what do you feel like the biggest mistakes people make during breakups are do you think yeah a pretending that you can work it out when you can't yeah uh Uh, the writing's on the wall if you're reaching out to me you know you want out yeah and i mean i'm there to help you out and then the other thing is sometimes going you know what let me sleep on it and then you do, and it actually gets worse, and then you miss your window because I've got a 24-hour policy. When you reach out to me, I'm going to get this done in 24 hours, and then, and then if, you, if you're over the 24 hours, i got to back out because yeah. I can't have wish and I can't have wash. Mm. If you end up getting back together with a person, do you get your money back? Yeah, but I don't like mm-hmm. to talk about that a lot. <laughs> Because yeah. that's, it's not I a, think, well, that's a very honest yeah. policy. I think that's, yeah. that's yeah. nice. Well, look, that's as very I said generous, before, I've been with my wife for uh, 26 years. And uh, before that, it was, it was Maggie. And, uh, you know, I wish people would stay together, but sometimes you got to get out. And in a bad job, you got to get out. I just helped a guy out in Tacoma. He was working for UPS for 12 years. And uh, he, was, he was not happy there. And he wanted to uh, he work. He's a bassoonist. And, uh, He's doing what he loves now, and he's getting paid three hundred bucks a week to do it That's by the great. government. Yeah, <laughs> by the government. Well, yeah, he's on unemployment. unemployment. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a good way of looking at yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, what, what if someone's on unemployment and they don't want to be unemployed anymore? Can they come to you and can you get them out of unemployment? Uh, that's interesting. <laughs> 
Uh, you know what? I don't. I haven't done a case like that, but I'm open to all this kind of stuff. And uh, you know, and uh, you know, I, I'm on Yelp, and uh, and that's kind of my website. So if you if you want, I mean, throw it up there, put it in the user commentary, put your name up there, so I know who to give credit to. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm going to add that as a service now. Yeah. Um, can I ask you your opinion? Because I know people have mixed. How do you feel about? Um, Having sex with an ex. Yes. Uh, great question. You're pro? Yeah. Do it. Do it. And as long as it's on the up and up. Look, I don't advocate doing that if that's your method of breaking up with someone. I don't think that that's the right way to go. Do yeah. it. You know, like I said, chicken bones, you know, smoking, <laughs> parallel parking, you know, snoring is a classic, but it works. Yeah. You know, it's, it's an oldie, but a goodie. Uh, racism, things like that, where you go, hey, look, I, uh, this is a deal breaker, you know, yeah. which incidentally is the name, that's the name of uh, the company. It's Deal Breaker LLC. Oh, great, oh. great name. Which applies to a lot of things. But, yeah, um, that is a really but good yeah, name. But sex with an ex, if you could pull it off and done in the right way and you guys are, you know, single at the time, absolutely. But, you know, infidelity, no. Yeah, that's a good policy, I'd yeah. say. No. I'm I see I kind of think like sex with an ex can get messy because if someone's not over it, yeah, then very you emotional. have to kind of break emotional. up again. I did have sex with uh, Maggie after we had broken up before I was with my wife and it was uh I cried during most of it. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Sorry. And kind of like those loping weeps, you know, not like uh not like a jag, it was just like a a low like a white noise for her and she that's what she called it. She's like I can't concentrate and yeah, and you, it sounds like like uh, like a kind of a radiator almost. Ooh, it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Do you think Shere Khan's sad. motives for wanting to kill Mowgli are justified? <laughs> Oof. That's the $10 million question. I mean, uh, yeah, he had a bad run-in with a human, but does that mean he needs to kill Mowgli? I mean, Mowgli is essentially non-human given that he's been raised by animals. So People have called Mowgli feral. And uh, I don't see it that way, you know, and I think Mowgli is a manifestation of, you know, uh, humanity, you know, and so is it justified? I don't know. To me, no. (laughs) Yeah. What about this in the grander picture of the Jungle Book? um, Are the animals actually talking or is that just like... I think that is absolutely uh, a part of the fantasy. Okay. Yeah. So when when Mowgli, let's say Mowgli goes to, to a village and meets other people... And then those people come back and he introduces them to the animals. The animals, they don't. They, I think that they, they can't. They can understand them, uh, right? And I think that people think that Mowgli, you know, other humans think that he probably has a multiple personality disorder, you know, because mm-hmm. he's seen talking to the animals. Yeah. If he gets witnessed in that way, you know. Where did Mowgli learn the English language from? <laughs> or is he, or is he not talking at all when he gets to the human village? Uh, is is he just going to be like making noise? How is he going to communicate with them? It's it's difficult to know these things this because is some yeah. deep jungle book theory. Yeah, it's very deep, very deep. You're welcome at my house anytime. Watch the old one or the new one, and we a lot of times we like to do them both at once. Oh, uh, two see how they screens. line up. Yeah, wow, and it's way off. <laughs> Way off. It's not like listening to a baseball game on the radio and turning your TV down. Not the same. No. Um, back to the subject at hand, uh-huh. which is breakups. Let's, yeah. Um, <laughs> do you ever uh, feel like you have made a mistake in uh, helping someone break up? Inevitable. Like, yeah. Inevitable. Yeah. Because sometimes I know there's buyer's remorse for people. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's that's part of the reason I have the 24-hour thing, you know. It's yeah. uh, you got to get out, and then I got to get out. 
Because I, I get attached emotionally. Mm. And I feel for these people. Well, I do. I do. Because they don't always see it coming. Sometimes they do and they go, thank God you reached out to this guy because, yeah. you know, Mel saved me and he saved you and he gave us new life, you know. Wow. But sometimes uh, I do get uh, death threats and, and uh, things of that. Wow. Yeah. Do you charge extra for divorce? I do. Yeah. I do. Just because, think about it, there's that much more commitment. There's papers that need to be filed. I don't file them, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know. But you know about them ha- being I filed, know. so. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's the law. Yeah. Now you're getting into the law. And, do you um, work together with the divorce lawyer? Is it sort of a... There's a branch of legal Zoom in Van Nuys that I do a lot of work with. <laughs> um, there's a guy named Hector who works there. Uh, funny enough, he's not a lawyer. Uh, those legal zoom people are not attorneys, which is interesting if you think about it. Yeah. Um, cause right there in the name, you would assume that it would be, uh, there's a lawyer who's like the GM there, but other than that, it's uh, you, it's like a Kinko's. Uh-huh. So what, um, what was the hardest breakup that you've had to do for someone? Oof. Well, great, great question. Uh, honestly, this one, I don't like to talk about very much, but, um, they were newlyweds, uh, yeah. only two days in. Oh, and, wow. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but they had never consummated their relationship before and then they did. And, uh, for the woman, uh, she found, uh, quite a bit of incompatibility. Uh, compatibility. Oh, and uh, you gotta fuck based on sex, you get married. You need yeah. to have sex before you get married, and I tell people that all the time. And uh, <laughs> but you know, there's religion, there's cultural and ethical things at play, and I go, all right, to yeah. each his own. But you know, you better make sure everything fits. It feels right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. what was the sexual compatibility issue? Uh, he had a micro penis, which I don't know how much people know about that, but uh, it's not a small penis. Okay, uh, it's. It's basically a clitoris that's uh, oh, in the place of a for, penis. For some women, that would be perfect, though. But that wasn't the case. Exactly. Yeah. But that wasn't the case. And she had a normal vagina. <laughs> so <laughs> Not a micro pussy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she, you know what? That's probably, that is what it would be called. Uh, it's just like a nostril size. Yeah, exactly. Now, that would have been perfect. And um, yeah. sweet guy, well, and sweet think, guy. And he's, know. by the way, I kept up with him, and he's okay, because I do follow up with some of these people I want to know. Hey, are you all right? Yeah. And, uh, we, and there's nothing wrong with a micro penis. Zero. Just, as long as you're willing yeah. to be creative. You yeah. have to know how to use it. You got to, yeah. And you should talk about it. I think it's not fair to not tell your wife-to-be that that's what's going on. Also, yeah. how did they not know that about each other? You know? Yeah. He was probably disappointed too. Like, you know, <laughs> I thought it was going to be tiny down there. You know. Yeah. Well, so then it's that a, was that must have been a. I it's mean, like uh, moving into a new apartment building, and then you you know there's a parking spot included, but you get there and you realize it's one of those ones that's never between the wall and that column. Oh and yeah. Then you gotta you know you gotta you park gotta, by that fucking column every yeah, day. Yeah, and you're gonna scrape it. It's gonna be a mess, but it's not. You, know, you gotta check it out first. Yeah. Um, Ordering shoes online, so on and so forth. You know what I'm talking about. You got to yeah. do your homework. Yeah, kick the tires. Kick the tires. That refers to, uh, you know, checking a car out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. Yeah. I don't know if you the origin of huh. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's say that we have listeners who they're in a relationship, yeah. it's not happy, they want to get out, but they can't yeah. afford your services. Are there any sort of like at-home tips? I know you can't give away all of your methods, but are there any It's sort not of- a great idea for me to do that because yeah. then it's literally a conflict of interest for me. By yeah. the way, my rates, I, am, I work on a sliding scale. I oh, okay. have literally been paid uh, before in you know tickets to shows. I do, I do all kinds of barter deals. I, uh-huh. you know, but honestly, eh, there's a couple things I could say. You know, start acting 
like a jerk a little more if you're trying to get into a breakup. Oh, God. Yeah, I've had guys do that to me. Yeah, it'd be very subtle, but um, stop listening a little bit. Turn the volume up on your television a little bit too loud. Mm-hmm. Um, leave the toilet seat up. It's all yeah. those kind of things. And if so you're a woman, all kind of like trying to get the other person to break up with you. It's that. Yeah. That's that's the only one I can give you. The other stuff is proprietary. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. That's fair, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, sliding scale, willing to work with people on different budgets. Yeah. Well, um, I do you guys have any more questions? We're running out of time. That couple that you just talked about, what was their chicken bones? I like the way you put that. Yeah. Now, which couple are you talking about? The micro penis. Well, I guess the oh, micro the penis, penis was, the, was chicken. the chicken bones. Oh, that's and, right. Unfortunately, yeah. But but uh, they had other things ironic, going on right? Too. They had other things going right, right. because you kind of had a chicken penis, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is a uh, not one of those corkscrew penises. Just incidentally, yeah. that the pigs have <laughs> or ducks and ducks. Yeah, ducks. yeah. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> No one's it. talking about. They don't those. get into that in the Jungle Book. Not at all. <laughs> they should do at least in the Favreau one. I talk about it a lot. You guys got to have a corkscrew penis expert on the show. <laughs> how how did Favreau not get to that place in his life where he's it's able to be called John Favreau's Jungle Book? Oh, I mean, because it's Disney. He's working for Disney. I mean, but he's got to be close. He's, he's doing got, a he's lot of there. stuff. Have you seen Chef? Yeah, I just saw it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that man. was a great movie about men. Right? Yeah. Yeah. God, it's really too bad that we didn't have you on next week because he's going to be our guest. Devereaux? Yeah. yeah. Come on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I'll be back. We don't know. We haven't I, booked it yet, so maybe. Yeah, who knows? Uh, he, he would do it. Yeah, you think? Yeah, yeah he would. Yeah. Come on, he might make us call it John Favreau's Baby Geniuses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, John Favreau presents Baby Geniuses. <laughs> I guess I'd be okay with that. I'd be fine mm. with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be money, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> money's like a, money's a good one too. If yeah. you just go, you know, are we going to be living in this shack forever? That kind of thing. Oh. That, will, that will just undercut a man's pride. Oh, and, and then vice versa to a woman, you know, like, yeah. uh, hey, I'm not going to be able to support you, you know. Yeah. You shop too much. You shop too much. <laughs> it's a nice shirt. How much was that? That kind of stuff. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, well, great. Uh, it's a, you know, a, a great depressing segment, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. But yeah. useful, you know. Yeah, yeah. useful. Yeah. Listen, on the flip side of things, you know, let's all try and work it out on our own when we can, you know, and uh, talk things through, communicate. You know, we're human beings. Just uh, sometimes a little bit of listening and knowing how to say something when you're having a problem can save uh, coming to me. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for being here. This is a great honor for me. Oh, my gosh. For <laughs> us, too. Um, big fans of your work. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, oh, wait. I have one final question. Let's say I have a friend who I want to break up mm-hmm. with her boyfriend. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. What can you do for me there? Basically, what I do in that situation is I work together with the friend. Uh-huh. Okay, meaning you. Yeah. And 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 we have to let your friend know, unfortunately. Uh-huh. It's not because I don't do that where I, you know, I'm not yeah. going to do something uh, that's duplicitous in that that's way. That's good. That's very above board. Yeah. But we basically get together and it's like a, a small intervention. I, usually there's a Starbucks near me. We get together there and we just kind of give it to her. Oh. You know, we oh, go, wow. hey, this guy's the worst. I like, I <laughs> like this. Yeah, and this here's is very useful. Why. And I say, at first, I'm mostly a mediator, a facilitator, if you will. 
but I'm also armed with all the things that you're upset about. And I'll sometimes jump in as if I know all the things about this person. Yeah. You know? And I'll go, hey, wait a second. You know, terrible tipper. You know? <laughs> and uh, I, I don't like the very lascivious in, in a strange way. You know, He's, he likes to check out butts. Yeah. Not, not trying to hide it. You know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's embarrassing. You it's know. nice to bring in a neutral party. Yeah, yeah I feel like it's it, exactly a right. neutral, but then also paid to be on my side party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I do. I'm an advocate. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for being here. Thank people, you so much for having if me. people want to find out more about your work or hire you, is there anywhere they can? Look, I said, go to Yelp, go to Deal Breakers. Uh, you know, there's no address on there. There's no phone number on there. But uh, once you get deep enough into the site and I'm able to suss out if you're for real, then you'll be able to figure out how to reach me. Very cool. Also, the Starbucks on Ventura near Coldwater is another place where I like to go. <laughs> and check out Jungle Book, available now on Blu-ray and DVD. John Favreau's Jungle Book. John Favreau's Jungle Book. <laughs> uh, well, that concludes Expert Hour. It's time now for What Did I Learn? What did I learn? Lisa, what did you learn today? Um, I learned that Greece was almost an animated... <laughs> show and how sad that would have been we would have missed out on john travolta's performance <laughs> allegedly <laughs> nate what did you learn today i learned that old jungle book and new jungle book do not sync up <laughs> <laughs> disappointing <laughs> mel what did you learn today i learned about the uh the uh the, the uh, hair of the dog yeah the origins of that and uh that that Romanian and Italian, very, very similar languages. <laughs> yeah. Especially when spoken by me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Uh, and I learned that uh, G.I. Joe... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, first of all, I learned that it was a secret passion of my friend Nate. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. But then also, yeah, that the toys came second. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I learned... Uh, I should probably stay with my boyfriend. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Absolute. Everybody should stay with everybody until they shouldn't, and then just give me a call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to Baby Geniuses. Um, please rate us five stars on iTunes. Please um, email us at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. Send us your butt pictures. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Emily Heller. I'm at Lisa Draws. Buy Lisa's book. Hot dog taste test. Yeah. Watch Emily's... Uh, a special on Comedy Central. Yeah. Buy my album. Good for her. Do everything. Do, do it all. Do what you want. Merch, um, merch, merch. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yay. Baby geniuses. We know everything. 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 